the threat in our own backyard. This is the world. I'm Carol Hills, and for Marco Werman, it's Thursday, February 19th. President Obama says we have to look beyond military force to fight extremism and find new ways to counter extremist ideology. This Muslim American says it's about time. People start realizing, oh, it's actually in our backyard. It's, uh, it's attacking us. Our kids, our youth have been affected by it. The president also says we're not at war with Islam, but with those who pervert Islam. But a Muslim who's battling extremism in Britain says Obama should go further. What he's not prepared to do is to identify um, and name and shame the perverted version of Islam. All that, plus the story of one young woman who wants to go far in life, all the way to Mars. Support for PRI's The World comes from TIAA-CREF, a financial services company helping to create financial outcomes that matter. Learn more at TIAA.org. I'm Carol Hills, and for Marco Werman, and this is The World. This week, President Obama's focus has been on how to counter violent extremism, and this has been one of his central themes. The notion that the West is at war with Islam is an ugly lie. And all of us, regardless of our faith, have a responsibility to reject it. That's from Obama's speech today at the White House Anti-Extremism Summit. The three-day meeting was aimed at looking beyond military intervention for other ways to stop extremist groups like ISIS. We're going to get two perspectives on this. In a few minutes, we'll hear from an anti-extremism activist in Britain. But first, we turn to Iraqi-American activist Zainab al-Sawaj. She directs the American Islamic Congress, and she was among those attending the summit this week in Washington. Al-Sawaj says American Muslims are encountering radical recruiters in unlikely places. We heard stories of young people that be recruited in college campuses, for example. The danger is in our backyard. The ideology that these extremists are spreading, they are using our system of, you know, freedom of press, freedom of speech, freedom of religion to spread their radical ideologies. And we should be aware of that. But I know your organization, you created it in the wake of 9-11. I wonder if the approach or tactics have changed in terms of trying to pull people away or or dissuade them from being radicalized in this era. We now have ISIS. No one wanted to acknowledge the issue of radical radicalism within the community. Now, after many years, after 13 years or so, people start realizing that, start realizing it's attacking us. We are first victim. Our kids, our youth have been affected by it. So why don't we start taking initiative? Do you think U.S. officials are missing anything in their approach? I mean, what would you tell President Obama if you had his ear about the way to intercept young Americans from being drawn into this, these extremist ideologies? The radical groups, the extremist groups are setting the ground for these kind of recruitment through sermons, through um, online activities. I give you an example. A few weeks ago, I myself got an email in my Facebook from someone I don't know trying to recruit me to some of these things. Now, I'm an individual aware of the situation. There are many people are not aware of the situation. There are many people that they have, whether personal issues or social issues. What did the message say? The, mes- uh, the message said, I would encourage you to look at this link. And when I clicked on the link, it's a, for a radical imam preaching against the West and against America. And all Muslims should be united to fight uh, against the Western world. And do you know who sent it to you? 
I know the guy who claimed that his name on Facebook. I don't know him personally. Was it sort of subtle? Or, I mean, or... for, for someone who is uh, vulnerable and not aware of the situation, yes. There are Muslims in the U.S. who are very skeptical and worried about these kind of programs uh, that the summit is addressing this week. I mean, there's there's an imam in, in a Minnesota Dahua Institute in St. Paul, and he he says things like, you know, if my daughter made a decision to cover her face, she could be identified under a category that requires surveillance. How, how do you respond to something like that? Look, I, I think this is nonsense. I think this is nonsense. I am I'm, I'm covered. I've been here living here for over 24 years. You know, there's discrimination against Indian uh, Americans or against uh, African American or against, you know, these kind of things you find in every community, not only targeted against Islam and, uh, and Muslim. And we are here in a country that guarantee our freedom of religion. We have uh, law that can protect us. We have rights in this country. We are not living in a country that uh, these